0: guys welcome to your favorite late night sessions in 2021 whoop, whoop. <laughs> with your one and only being first of all guys happy new year happy 2021 i'm so thankful and glad that we all made it through can only be by his grace praise the lord and yeah guys we are here with the first episode of the year 2021 the first beans to be spilled this year <laughs> so today's guest with all the zest here to spill our first beans is the one and only durban afro electro house singer songwriter holly ray hey welcome <laughs> How are you year, to you too
1: hopefully 2021 will be better than 2020
0: yeah i think mm-hmm. so too Well, thanks for your time and thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. I
1: appreciate it.
0: It's a pleasure. So, where does this interview find you today? How is your festive season? How has the new year been treating you? So, I didn't
1: have the best festive because I tested positive for COVID on the like twenty first, twenty second of December. So, mm-hmm. I spent uh, Christmas and New Year's in isolation, self isolation. Um, I was really lucky that my COVID wasn't so bad. Uh, so. I kind of sailed through it, but I also just Mm. had a a really like chill, the most chilled I think festive season I've ever had. And really just had time to like reflect and um, yeah, just look after myself. And so it was, it was obviously not nice because I wasn't able to spend time with like my loved ones, but Mm. um, it was also really nice to just have that like time for
0: myself. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to jump deeper into that later. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) Yeah, you see what I did there, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, in a bite size, who's Holly? What's Holly all about? I am a singer-songwriter. I call myself an African house pop artist
1: because i'm really like i'm kind of known for fusing the two genres creating this sort of very like housey version of pop music and a very afrocentric version of that as well um like i said i'm a singer songwriter i'm originally from durban so a lot of my music is influenced from the place that i'm you know i grew up in which is durban and the sounds that come out of durban Um, I'm really just passionate about the music industry and music and making music and I think that people can hear that and and note that Like in my career and my journey is um, I'm doing what I love every single day and I'm so grateful for that.
0: Mm -hmm. No, yeah, we do notice your passion really does shine through your music. Trust. (laughs) (laughs) So who or what would you say inspired your journey in the industry and how long have you been in the industry? I mean, I know you signed your first recording deal when you were just 13. Yes. Um, So, I mean,
1: that was kind of the start, you know? I think that was where, like, I was... I think, like, I'd always loved music. Like, and even when I speak to my family now, they always say to me, like, we always knew you would do something musical because I was always, like, banging on something. I was always, like, making noise. I was always trying to perform as a kid. Uh, But I didn't Mm. really know that, like, music was, like, a career. I didn't know it was something I could pursue. I watched all these things on TV and I thought it was a very American thing uh, to be a singer. You know, I didn't... You know, obviously I knew South African singers and I listened to South African music, but there was no one in my family who'd been in the industry. There was... You know, I didn't have any references, really. So Mm. I think... I just started creating music and writing songs and then when I was 13, there was a a record label exec at one of my shows Um, and he offered me a deal on like the Monday after he saw me. Um, And that Mm -hmm. was kind of when I was like, oh, this is a career path for me. Like, this is real. Like, I can actually get a deal and I can pursue this. Um, And my mom really encouraged me to learn about the sort of business behind the music industry. So I spent a really long time reading and researching and she was always making me read books. And that was kind of like the deal if I go into the creative arts that I learn about the business behind it. Um, So I think Mm -hmm. that really inspired and drove me to want to be an artist. And want to be the best artist I can be, but also a businesswoman.
0: Yeah, like also know the background, what, what happens behind the scene.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so far, what's your what's been your greatest hurdle that you've overcome as a as a female in the industry and this just as an, an, an artist in the music field?
1: I think being, a, like you say, like being a female in the industry is that much harder. You have to fight 10 times harder to prove yourself. And then being an independent female artist as well. So having to always own my power and take back my power. And, you know, it can be very difficult in situations where you're a solo female against big record labels yeah. and a big sort of like boys clubs of artists these gr- like boys clubs and groups that that are kind of established in the industry and I think that's been the biggest thing is pushing back at the kind of patriarchal norms of the music industry specifically in South Africa mm-hmm. I know it's a worldwide issue but I, I do think it's worse in South Africa just because I was like Our society is quite a patriarchal society and the music industry embodies that very much. So I think that that's been difficult, is um, being an independent female and trying to, you know, just walk into the boardroom and own the space. And it's been something I've had to learn and something I've had to own, but also something I'm really proud of.
0: Mm, and to inspire other young women out there to also take up space. Exactly, because I think for me, like like I said, there were a lot
1: of female artists when I was growing up. South African female artists. But there were no independent female artists. Um, there were yeah, no yeah. standalone house vocalists. They were all featuring on, you know, DJs' tracks, and they were all like kind of second tier or second best, you know. And I really wanted to change that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a female artists that can inspire other girls to dominate the space and own their own masters and not allow the abuse of power that's become the norm in the music industry
0: yeah power to thank you you. So musically, do you plan to approach this year any differently than you did last year? I think when, last is there year anything that was super super exciting.
1: Yeah, about? I think last year like threw us all off. I think like none of us expected it. Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, I started off the year last year with such a big bang, headlining the Sun Met and big things, and I started recording an EP, and then you know, twenty twenty happened. So I think like I feel like I'm more prepared yeah. for twenty twenty one. We all know that it's gonna be a slow start, we all know that we're going to face difficulties, so I've kind of planned my year knowing that that's what's going on, if that makes sense, whereas 2020, it kind of hit me like Mm -hmm. as a shock
0: Yeah, because you all started on that note of 20, plenty. Exactly. So
1: for me, I'm really focused on, I have worked on an EP, so I'm probably going to be dropping some new music this year. Um, Just, yeah, just changing the strategy, creating a lot of digital content, shooting some live performance videos. Um, So I'm really excited for this year. I think that um, 2020 obviously had its difficulties, but I feel more prepared for 2021.
0: Yeah. And what do you hope your fans continue to take away from your music? I just want people to
1: feel good. You know, and I think that's for me, that's what I really pride myself on, is that my music does make people feel good. And that's what I just want to continue to do. Mm-hmm. I think especially in the space that we're in at the moment as a society, music is the one thing that's kind of pulling us all through. And if I can contribute to that and just make people feel good, then I'm happy.
0: Yeah, that's true, because music really is powerful in that Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so now diving into something totally different. I know earlier on you mentioned that you were positive for COVID over Christmas and you had to go into self-isolation. That must have been really hard on you. It
1: was, yeah.
0: You're also very open about your journey with diabetes. So how was that for you? Because living with a chronic underlying illness does put you at an extra risk when you're infected with viruses such as covid so what impact did that combination have on you
1: so i think i was very nervous when i first heard that i tested positive i was feeling very very nervous just because i've heard so much like diabetics are high risk and you know but luckily i'm a very well controlled Mm. diabetic i monitor my diabetes very very well um so I didn't really have that many complications because of that. And I think with any any chronic mm-hmm. underlying condition that people have, when it's managed, your immune system's strong, when you're not managed, when it's yeah. an issue. So I'm very lucky that I do look after myself um, very well with my diabetes. And I mean, that hasn't always been the case. Mm-hmm. I'm very open and honest about that as well. You know, with a chronic condition like diabetes that's so lifestyle-related... It can be difficult sometimes. It's mm. not always easy to be the perfect diabetic, or, you know, but as long as you're taking each day um, as it comes and trying to be the best diabetic that you can be or the best, um, whatever chronic illness you have, you know, trying to do your best every day, I think that's what's important. Um, and I think that yeah. philosophy really helped yeah. with COVID as well, it's just staying positive, not allowing the sort of illness to get the best of me.
0: True. So if we back it up a little bit, when did your journey with diabetes start, like, when were you diagnosed, what type do you have, how long have you been living with it? So
1: I was diagnosed with uh, type 2 diabetes when I was 11, um, and then about a year later, mm-hmm. they um, I just wasn't getting better, I was just so sick. Um, and they tested me again and they found that I had type 1, um, and that I was actually okay. misdiagnosed. Okay. So that does mean that I'm on insulin, um... Permanently, um, I, my diabetes will never go away Um, so from about 12, mm. I've been a type 1 diabetic And I mean, like I said earlier, it hasn't always been easy You know, when I was a teenager, it was yeah. incredibly difficult because yeah. um, when you're a teenager, you're going through so much already You're trying to find your identity You're dealing with being mm. in school, like mm. all this stuff mm. And now you have and diabetes, and exactly and all that.
0: Um,
1: so it, that was very difficult for me But, um the decision to open up about my diabetes publicly was something, a decision I made in the sort of last year, I'd say. And it was kind of mm-hmm. because there weren't a lot of people talking about diabetes. And I read an article about how many kids were dying with diabetes and how it's such an issue. And I just felt like this doesn't need to happen. What we really need is role models and, and um, diabetic advocates that make children feel Sort of safe and make children feel like they can do it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for the young kid who's listening to this, for the young adult, or even for the adult who's just been recently diagnosed and would really like to know and has no idea what diabetes is or what types they are, what it's all about. Can you give us a small explanation or description of really what the body is going through? So basically
1: diabetes is an autoimmune disease and what that means is that it's... Mm -hmm. People always think that you get diabetes from eating too much or like being overweight. So that's not the case specifically with type 1 diabetes. Basically what it means is your pancreas, which is an organ that produces insulin, doesn't work. (laughs) Um, if you're mm-hmm. type 1, it doesn't work. If you're type 2, it just doesn't produce enough insulin for your body. Um, so I have type 1, so yeah. it completely doesn't work. So that you yeah. then have to take injections of insulin um, in order to monitor your blood sugar levels. And what insulin is, it's the hormone that takes your food the sugar out of your bloodstream and turns it into energy in your body Um, so that's why like often people who are undiagnosed diabetics are really tired and all of that because their food isn't being turned into fuel basically Um, so that's kind of diabetes in a nutshell and you kind of manage it by uh, taking insulin or if you're type 2 you take uh, pills um, healthy diet exercising just trying to be healthy all around
0: So what symptoms do you then deal with on your day-to-day life and what makes them flare up?
1: When you're well-controlled, you don't have any sort of symptoms. But um, the yeah. sort of like beginning indicators yeah. of diabetes is that you're really, really thirsty a lot. Um, you go to the toilet a lot. You urinate a lot. You feel really tired. Uh, a lot of weight loss in the beginning if you're if you're undiagnosed. Um uh, sometimes if it gets really bad you can deal with vomiting nausea uh, so those are kind of some of the indicators that you may have diabetes and then things are kind of like um can send your sugar spiking or spiraling are obviously sugary foods um high carb foods anything that has a sort of high sugar high carbohydrate content um, stress can also push your sugar mm. up because stress is hormone based. Sometimes exercise can push your sugar up or down. Um, so there's a lot of facts, It's all about kind of a balancing. It's a balancing act every single day. But I think once you learn your body, it becomes, and yeah. you learn about yourself and your, your diabetes, it becomes a lot easier.
0: I mean, living with a chronic illness can be really overwhelming. So how do you cope with the constant battle of trying to maintain a proper balance with your blood sugars, proper diet and everything that comes with it? What impact does this have on your mental health?
1: I think if I'm it, really it, lucky I have an amazing support system. I think that really helps. You know, people who hold you accountable but also support you when you need it. I've got an incredible family who makes such an effort to always understand what I'm going through with my illness. And um, my team are amazing. My manager, my dancers, my DJ, they all understand my diabetes, know what to do if there's an issue, give me the support when I need it. And that's so important. I think when you feel isolated with anything in your life that's when you feel depressed, that's when you feel alone Um, so I'm really lucky that I have an amazing support system but it can be difficult I think, also because you put so much pressure on yourself to be healthy and to get it right and to be the perfect diabetic and when you have a bad day you often feel like you're to blame even though Mm. stuff happens you know, no one's perfect all the time so it can be difficult but I think having people who love and support you really does help
0: Yeah, yeah. So what advice would you give to someone who's just newly diagnosed with diabetes? And maybe even advice for those who don't have diabetes, um, something that they should know about. I think to
1: someone who's newly diagnosed, it's just like, take it one day at a time. Um, there's often so much like I said there's so much pressure to be perfect and it's okay to not have a good day you know as long as the next day you wake up and you try a little bit harder um, try each day to be the best diabetic that you can be and that's what's important, is not being perfect. And then I think to people with diabetes, for me, I think it's so much about breaking the stereotypes. Mm -hmm. There's so many stereotypes around diabetes that just aren't true, and they really, they badly affect diabetics, you know, they badly affect... The way we feel about our diabetes, the way we conceal our diabetes, but also our health and situations. You know, often diabetics don't want to talk about being a diabetic Mm -hmm. because of the stigmas attached to it, um, because of the stereotypes. And it's so important that we as a society learn more about chronic illnesses, all of them, understand them and try not to stigmatize people based on them.
0: And for example, what if someone wants to start to focus on healthy living as more of a priority, especially now during the lockdown?
1: What I would think you the suggest- thing is to just start by making better decisions. Like, that's the starting point. Often, like, when we go on these like Mm -hmm. hectic diets and I know I've done all of them, I've tried all of them. It doesn't really work because it's such a paradigm shift and we're not used to that kind of thing. So I think like the starting point is just making better decisions. When you're sitting down to decide what you want for breakfast, decide to have a healthier option over an unhealthy option. You know, when you're buying your cereal, Mm -hmm. choose a cereal with no Mm -hmm. sugar, like a cornflakes or an all brand rather than a fruity loops. You know, make little decisions like that that are healthier steps towards a better you and then from there you go into exercising and from then you can go into you know eating more vegetables or whatever it is but i think the trick is to just try and make better health decisions each day you know when you sit down to make the little decisions choose healthier options
0: great stuff so on a lighter note what's your wish what's your motto for this year Which
1: what is, is my motto i feel like my motto changes every single day like i read a new quote yeah. and then out's a new one and people always ask yeah. me, like what is the one thing you live by and i don't <laughs> have like one saying or one thing because i'm always reading cool yeah. things and you know my, my paradigm yeah. is always shifting but i think just to be better version of myself i think mm-hmm. that's Maybe something that I'm always sticking to is trying not to be a perfect person, but just to be a better version of myself every day. Um, and I think that's yeah. that's important because like I said, like yeah. when I was talking about my diabetes and even my music, like often we as people, we're always striving for perfection and that perfection is unrealistic. Um, so just to be better than you were yesterday, yeah. I think that's really important. And that's for me what 2021 is all about.
0: Yeah. Holly, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much much for having me. It's been great great to chat.
1: chat. Yeah, me too. Me too.
0: (laughs) So probably early this year
1: in the first quarter. So about like March-ish, I think it will probably drop. Okay. No, we're
0: looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Take care. Stay healthy. You too. Bye. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into that first episode of the year with the first WCW to kick off the year in the right direction holly ray i hope you guys enjoyed that episode and trust and believe it was really informative when it comes to living with diabetes i'm not leaving you guys empty-handed i'm leaving you guys with home by holly ray and the track that's playing in the background is deeper by holly ray enjoy stay blessed from your being with the biggest love